Hello and welcome to today's episode of the One Year No Fear podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Blindell, and if you haven't done so already, please hit that subscribe button so you never miss another One Year No Fear podcast episode. And if you want some extra tips and tricks on how to be fearlessly visible, head on over to the One Drop Movement YouTube channel for more tips, training, and ideas to help you fearlessly build your brand, your business, and your global movement. Simply go to YouTube and type One Drop Movement in the search bar, hit subscribe, and you can follow me on there too. Today, we're going to dive into the five emotional cycles of change and why change is so bloody difficult when you are building a business, even if you normally love change. Now, my husband, Greg, absolutely loves change. For those of you that know Greg, you'll know he loves change. He's a catalyst for it and he thrives on change. I can go out for the day and come back to the boat. Uh, For those of you that don't know, we live on a houseboat. And he's totally changed the layout of the bloody living room. Like the whole thing has changed around just because he felt like looking at a different view while he works that day. (laughs) It's just, he's always changing things. A few days ago, I was sat writing my next book when he walked in. And there he goes, dancing around in front of me to get my attention. He's waving his arms around, jiggling about all over the living room. And I'm looking at him like, what is he doing? He's pointing at his face. I'm like, what have you done? And he decided that he wanted to do something different. So he shaved a bloody big one inch space right in the middle of his beard. So now he's got a reverse Mohican on his chin just because he felt like doing something different. Well, I guess uh, I should feel grateful, really, because that isn't as funny as the time he came home from filming The Awakening Giants documentary or I came home from filming it. and, And I'd been out in San Diego for a couple of weeks. I come back. To find that him and our daughter, Abby, our youngest daughter, who was only about 15 at the time, they'd gone to the supermarket to get milk. They'd only gone for milk. But as they go past the hair dye section, yes, it was too tempting for them to pass it. So not only did they both bloody dye their hair bleach blonde, (laughs) they then decided to add a bright red dye to it, like bright red, pillar box red. So both of them looked like a pair of cherries by the time I came home. Oh, and then a few days later, she went half orange. So the left half of her head, I think, was orange. The right half of it was blue. And then she got bored with that and went a different colour. And he got bored within a few days, shaved off all his hair, leaving only one tiny piece of red hair sticking up. He loved it. And he shaved it off a few days later because he got bored with it and then decided to turn his beard purple instead. So I guess his little Mohican strip yesterday is a fairly tame uh, act compared to some of the changes that he's made in the seven years that we've been together. But of course, changing your hairstyle or the layout of your living room is just small change in comparison to the enormity of change that both you and I and all business owners on the planet can face on a day to day basis. Change is freaking hard. Yeah, apps are fucking lootly freaking hard. And it and it's even harder. It's harder than hard sometimes, right? We all know that. And every single one of us experiences it. Like, you know, this uh, change business, it's not unique and it, it's not discriminative. It doesn't only happen to some people and not to others. You know, if you're, um, you know above a certain height it happens to you or below a certain height it happens to you no it happens to all of us doesn't matter what stage of business you're at whether you're at the beginning of your business the middle of your business the end of your business if you're if you've got an established business and you're still growing the business or whether you're just even starting thinking that maybe you don't even have a business maybe you're building a career and you're moving your way up the ladder and you're looking at the opportunities of what what's that next stage I can go to well 
it's all going to involve change. And sometimes it's hard to remember that change is something that we can work through, just as fear is something we can work through too. It's, it's not just a feeling that comes and goes. It's a process. It's a journey. And we have to expect change and we've got to get used to change if we're going to go and create something that really makes a great impact, that creates change. If we're going to create change in the lives of the people we're serving, then we have to be the example of that change, the best demonstration of that change, the living, breathing, eating, sleeping, walking, talking demonstration of what that change looks like, what the shift looks like. So, you know, being that best representation of what happens when you make the kind of changes that you're selling to people, the kind of change if you're owning, if you own a business and you're uh, selling some kind of change or transformation to people, then if they can't see the example of, okay, this is what's possible, this is what's on the other side, then they're probably going to stick at some of the cycles of change that we're going to talk about today. Now, whether you've been working on something for a while or you've just started something, how many of you start and then get distracted by something shiny, something new that comes along? Like the kind of thing like you're right in your groove and then something comes along and you can't stop thinking about it. You keep getting these downloads about it. And instead of finishing what you started, you start losing momentum with the original project you were working on because now you're distracted by this new shiny thing. And in this case, it's just easier to keep changing than to stick with the change and see it through, right? Maybe that sounds familiar to you. <laughs> but maybe you're someone who is absolutely immaculate at finishing what you start. Maybe you're absolutely terrible at completing things. Maybe you're so terrible at finishing things, it takes you all of your energy and discipline like your whole body <laughs> has to go into finishing things so just so that you complete what you start like you've had to set up systems and processes to make sure that you finish what you start I know that's definitely true for me like people say to me god you're super organized but it's because I have to be because I am not a natural completer finisher I've had to set things up so that I force myself to do it but like, oh, it takes a lot of energy from me. But if you're somebody who really loves the feeling of not knowing the ending when you start something, and that's what drives you, like Greg, my husband, that's, that's what drives him. Like, he has a vision for something, but he doesn't get so stuck in the vision that he doesn't get anything done. Like, he just focuses on what he has to do next, what's next, what's next, what's next. And he, he just makes such great progress, which is amazing. Now, having a fear of change means being afraid of leaving behind what you know for something new or something different than you're used to. But it's purely a cycle like anything else, and it involves jumping into the unknown sometimes. Well, maybe a lot of times on your business growth journey, you've probably experienced a lot of change. And if there's ever a time when you're feeling really overwhelmed, maybe that time is now, you're feeling overwhelmed, overloaded, well, you know, if you take a step back, it might be because you have created so much change in such a short period of time that you, your body, emotionally, physically and mentally, is just trying to keep up with that. And, and we can be very guilty, us entrepreneurs, uh, not recognizing how far we've come. Like we're so focused on what we've got to do next 
what's that next thing on the to-do list? How can we make that next change? Who do we need to speak to? We can be so focused on the got-tos, should-dos, have-tos and must-dos that we forget that actually we've already created so much significant change that when we do start to feel overwhelmed, it can be because you have made so much significant change in such a short period of time. Now, I don't know about you, but what I know is true for me is that I absolutely love change and I embrace change. Well, (laughs) let me put this another way, because I always did think I loved it until I realised that I only love change and I only embrace change when I can control the outcome. (laughs) How many control freaks and perfectionists have I got out there? If you're listening and you're a control freak or a perfectionist, I'd love to hear from you. (laughs) Like you love change, but you only love change when you can control it. Now, I mean, I've, I've been there many times before where I've been creating something new and absolutely thriving on the creative process. If you're like me, you'll be creative and you, you thrive on the creative parts of the journey. But as soon as it hits technology or the boring stuff of writing things and admin and all of that, that no, don't want any of that. Oh, but maybe you're someone that loves admin. Maybe you love all the things that I don't like doing and I love doing all the things that you don't like doing. That's what makes us so brilliant and genius when we all come together, right? But the key thing that I've realized is that when I get into this thriving creative process and I'm really in flow, um, like I'll have an idea and I'll start talking to people about the idea and they're all in and they get excited about it as well and then things start to happen and the momentum is created and the idea that I've had, like I'm super excited about. And then all of a sudden everything starts happening at once, like too much is happening. And then I find myself completely exhausted emotionally as well as physically because this idea has been so successful, but it's been too successful too quickly. And I hadn't set up the systems or I didn't have the processes or I wasn't mentally ready for the kind of change. I hadn't got that far so my business was building faster than I was growing personally and twice this has led me to burnout so I started researching into what I was doing and how I could make it so much easier on myself especially since after lockdown you know I used to have a massive team before lockdown I had uh, 12 people in my leadership team they were running um, 34 events for me every single month all around the world uh, all I was doing I say all I was doing but all I was doing with Greg we were jumping on planes and trains and going and helping to launch uh, different brand builders club uh, clubs all over the world we were delivering training in all of those countries four times a year we were running thinkubators every month which were like um, live in-person physical masterminds that we were running for entrepreneurs and business owners and this was happening all over the world so I had a great team I had an in-house team as well my admin team uh, my stepson um, before lockdown he was my operations director so he was flying all over the world with me he was organizing the events it was very very busy and the creative process just like the idea that I'd have a brand builders club where it had been purely online when I first started all of a sudden exploded and then we're flying all over the world and People are saying, I really want to launch this where I am. Can I launch it? And it's like, fuck, I can't keep up with the growth of this. And it became very overwhelming. And that was when I had a team. 
Well, of course, we went through COVID, went through lockdown and we didn't need a team anymore because everything just came back to being online. So I wasn't running all these events anymore. I was running one event to host all the people around the world instead of having to run 34 events to to see all of them, you know, and, and make that difference in a physical way. And so... Um, you know, my son got a different job and my daughter, she went and got a different job and uh, like the whole team just, they got back on with what they were doing. And all of a sudden it was back down to me. It was back down to one. And so I recognized that with it only being me building this brand and being the heart of it, the creator of it, the admin behind it, all of those things was like, oh, fuck a doodles. Like I'm not going to be able to handle this on my own. And I didn't want to start burning out again. So for me, like it was really important to start creating systems and processes and having some things prepared so that I would be mentally, physically and emotionally good with this whole growth journey. And, and that's what led me to researching what, what I'm going to be talking about today, something that I found that I think would be really helpful for you if you haven't heard of it before. And I just wanted to make it so much easier on myself so I could create a healthy new cycle of embracing change at every stage instead of this unhealthy pattern that I, I always, already hit, um, you know, that is more like a you know, create and burn. Instead of crash and burn, it was create and burn. So I'd be creating things and then burn out. Create something new, then burn out. Create another new thing, then burn out. And I I really am sharing this today because I want to make this as easy on you, this whole process of change. I want I want to make it easier on you and I want you to make it easier on yourself. If you're experiencing the same thing or if you feel at the beginning stages of things, you, you get really excited, but then you get overwhelmed and then that stops you from progressing or making the change that, let's face it, we know that you're absolutely capable of making. I'm also sharing this because in order for you to create the life and business that you want, as well as the impact and the footprint on the planet you want to make, you are going to have to get used to change. You're going to experience lots of small changes on this journey. And you're going to experience some freaking ginormous ones as you grow your business. There's no way around it. You've got to change in order for your life to change. For things to change, things must change. There are way too many business owners on the planet who are just repeating the same devastating cycles of behavior, the same habits, the same actions, and yet they expect their life or their business or their circumstances or their finances to change it's like they're just waiting for the change to happen without physically going out there and being the creator of it, the leader of it, being in control of it. And then when change happens to them, it's not the change they wanted. And then they find themselves in this cycle of blame, shame and guilt. Yeah, we're not going there today. <laughs> Definitely not touching on that one today. But in my experience, though, it's better to be the facilitator of that change, to be in control of that change, the creator of that change, and to have that change happen by you than to have a whole bunch of change that you don't want happen to you. It's like Einstein says, to do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, is the definition of insanity. <laughs> yes, it can drive you freaking bonkers. Now, change is hard. Not all change is impossible and not all change is really, really hard. But most of the time, change is hard, especially if you're doing something for the first time or especially when it comes to our emotions. And the most common emotions that 
I have witnessed the common emotions that I've experienced when I start things and also that I've, I've experienced through my members as well, many thousands of members over the years, that I see this pattern time and time again. And, and it's a, an emotional pattern that we, that we tend to experience as we go through change. So the first emotion that we tend to experience is fear of the unknown. Now, for some people, this can be just a, oh, mm, that's interesting. <laughs> I just felt a little pang of, mm, what, what if? Uh, and for others, that can be debilitating, just even at that first step. <laughs> like the fear of the unknown can be absolutely paralyzing. Uh, the second stage is excitement about the possibilities, especially if you're working on your vision and the mission. You can start getting really excited about it. And then the third stage is you can start hitting frustration, anger or even resentment over things that didn't go as planned. Like you got excited about it and then it didn't go the way that you thought it would which can then lead to relief that it's over and you're back to normal, which can then lead back to contentment with how things turned out. So, you know, there's this whole cycle there. But even though I've just listed five of the emotions here we experience as we go through change, that's not the five emotional cycles of change that I want to talk about today. The five emotional cycles of change that I want to cover here on this show today, uh, these are more about the emotions that arise in the face of change. Now, the model I want to share with you today, in case you're not familiar with it, is the work of two psychologists, Don Kelly and Daryl Connor. And these two psychologists developed a brilliant model, a very simple model that I'm sure you're going to love, called the emotional cycle of change. Now, this model deals specifically with the emotional aspects of how you feel emotionally as you are going through these five different stages of change based on growth. Now, uh, I obviously can't show you the graphics that go with this um, cycle of change, but you can go and have a look at all of their work. They've got a brilliant website. It's called mindtools.com. So it's www.mindtools.com, M-I-N-D-T-O-O-L-S, mindtools.com. And you can go and find out all about their work. So uh, I want to dive into this model with you today because we're going to go through these five stages together on today's show. And what I really want to do is help you to identify where you're at now, what stage you're in, and maybe even recognize those things that you abandoned in the past when you hit stages two, three, or maybe even four. Now, my intention is that you understand these five stages by the end of this show and that it makes it so much easier on you to continue and to push through when you reach a stage that doesn't feel good in the moment because it doesn't always feel good. And instead of giving up, which is what most people usually end up doing, and perhaps you have been there yourself, well, maybe just by listening to this show, perhaps what you could do is break any self-destructive cycle that you've automatically gone into previously and just maybe this can stop you from walking away from or even hiding from something really important that could be super, super special, super successful if you just continued with it. Now, the emotional cycle of change shares five different stages that you're going to go through each and every time you start something new, whether that's a job, a new business, a new product, having a baby, uh, even a new health initiative like getting fit. 
And when you go to Don and Daryl's website, you'll see their upside down bell curve that they've used to explain all five stages. But obviously, this is a podcast. So for this show, let's just imagine that you have five solid steps in front of you. And each step is one of the stages of emotional cycles of change. Now, the brilliant thing about this five step process is that you can use it not only to understand yourself and how you tick, but also to anticipate all the emotional responses that you'll inevitably have as you go through each stage or cycle. So by understanding each of the cycles in detail, you can better prepare yourself and you'll know the tools to cope with your changing emotions as you go through it. So let's run through all five stages now and deep dive into each step with each stage being where you're or stage one being where you're super excited because you're at the beginning and everything is super exciting at the beginning through to stage five where you're super excited about the results. But stages two, three and four in between are where you can expect some of the major highs and devastating lows. And it's all part of the journey. So let's start with stage one. Stage one is called uninformed optimism. This stage is where you're super juiced and excited about the change you're about to make, or you're excited about something you're about to start, like a new product, a new YouTube channel, or a new podcast, for example. Now, everyone knows that they're excited at the beginning of something, they usually are, and everybody starts off excited at this stage of adventure because you've got the optimism, you've got the rose-tinted glasses about how amazing it's going to be. You're all caught up in the vision, the branding and you, what it's going to look like and you're all excited about the impact that you're going to have. But the reason this stage is called uninformed optimism is because at this stage you're really not aware of the challenges, the issues, threats or even roadblocks ahead that you're going to face. And so This is the reason why everyone's so excited whenever they start something new, but then eventually give up at one of the later stages when they hit the roadblocks that they didn't expect because it's uninformed. So you're starting something and you're not quite sure what to expect. So you go into it all excited and then you start hitting these roadblocks and that can really um, surprise you in a, in a, a devastating or really negative way. Now, if you're someone who usually starts things super optimistically, but then rarely, if ever, finish what you start, that's because you're in stage one of uninformed optimism. The very best thing you can do when starting something new is to make yourself a sheet that clearly explains the vision, your personal reason why, why it's important for you to achieve that vision for your customers or your family, And then list out the benefits that you hope to achieve and all the reasons why you're excited about taking this journey. You want to write it out clearly. Why are you making this change? So that you've got something to remind yourself later on when things start to get hard, which they will sometimes. And it's best to do this at the beginning when you're feeling really optimistic and excited about it. Because when the going gets tough, as it inevitably will, You're going to need this to come back to, to fall back on and to remind yourself of all the reasons why you started this in the first place. Then when you think about quitting at any point, this is the one strategy that can massively encourage you to keep going. When you're at this stage of uninformed optimism, you're going to be filled with excitement. You're going to be filled with enthusiasm and all you can see are all the potential benefits of change. Like you won't be able to see anything wrong with the changes you're making. You're just going to be seeing all the positive stuff. You're going to see 
how your life or your business is going to be amazing with this change. But you're only looking at all the benefits at this point. So you haven't yet experienced any of the costs of your change. This stage of uninformed optimism is purely positive, where I'm sure you want to spend all your time. We talked about the costs of change on the three-day, one-year no-fear challenge. So if you want to go through that, um, it's on the website. I'll tell you where to go a bit later on. But uh, you can go to the, the onedropmovement.com website, uh, click on programs, and, uh, and you'll find the three-day challenge. Go jump into that because I really talk with, with Greg about the costs of change. And that actually can create uh, other fears around the cost of change, like the fear of success, for example. So we dive into that quite deeply. Make sure you go and look at that. Now, at this stage, you're just excited and things are amazing. Things are great, but you don't see any of the costs of that change. Everything in life has a cost. And if you decide to delay your health, for example, so that you can focus on your business, there's a cost to that later down the road, isn't there? If you decide to delay making sales so that you can focus on delivering what you've already sold to your clients, there's a cost to that later down the road. There's a cost to everything, both negative and positive. And you're going to find that all throughout your life, not just in business. So when you're at this stage, you're looking at everything with optimism, but you're not looking at any of the costs. But then you don't hold that optimism for very long once you get started, because this excitement starts to fade the more you learn. And the more that you realize that you're going to have to make changes as you're growing. And really, this then brings us to stage two. And stage two is what they call informed pessimism. Now, during the stage of informed pessimism, this is where you know what you didn't know before. This is where you've now got the knowledge. You're starting to feel negative emotions as change progresses eventually you start to see some of the difficulties that are coming up and the benefits just don't seem as real anymore at this point as you're focused more on solving problems than you are on the benefits of why you're solving the problems so this is where you start to see the cost more than you see the benefits but this is just the start of seeing that so at this stage, you're now starting to see the costs involved, your, what you're going to have to do, how you're going to have to change, changes you're going to have to make. You're getting a better understanding of what you need to change and how you're going to have to change your life to create this change that you want. But you see less of the benefits of this stage and more of the frustration, the anxiety, and you start to feel sometimes like the desire to quit might even think to yourself, well, maybe this isn't what I thought I was going to be doing. Or maybe you're thinking, oh, I can't do this. Or I'm just not big enough for this. I'm not good enough for this. Maybe I just don't know enough. Maybe I've taken on more than I can chew. Now, humans are uncomfortable with change and all this reality sets in. It gets even more uncomfortable. All the positive emotions that you had at the start or uh, before the start and during the start of the process, they'll quickly turn to what some people call pessimism. I call it overwhelm. You may even become fearful about things that didn't even bother you at the start. So this is where the benefits can seem a lot less real now if you're not making the change or the progress or you didn't make your list at step one to remind yourself of why you got into this in the first place. This stage at stage two can seem like, oh my God, like what have I started? It can seem like this enormous mountain that's just impossible to climb. 
Now, the benefits that drove you at the beginning are now no longer as important as they used to be. And this is where the cost really becomes apparent. This is where you're going to start to question yourself. You start to question the benefits. You start asking yourself if all this effort you're putting in is worth it. You start questioning all the things you were doing before. (laughs) Bloody hell. This stage sounds awful, doesn't it? We just want to stay all happy and rose-tinted in step one, which is where all the creativity, the fun, all the positive shizzle is happening in stage one. But just as you think it couldn't possibly get any worse at stage two, it does. Now, this is where we get to the best stage of all, which is stage three. Uh, This stage clears out a lot of business owners, right? This is the stage where a lot of people just quit. And this is where it really tests the metal, the persistence, the resilience of business owners who get to this stage and continue going through it. So at stage three, this is where you've started with uninformed optimism at the beginning, and you've been really excited, you've learned some lessons to notch you up into informed pessimism, and then from there, this is where Don Kelly and Daryl Connor talk about the valley of despair. Now, the great thing about the valley of despair, because there is some something great about it, <laughs> the great thing as it's the lowest point of the cycle. It's the lowest you can go. So you aren't going any lower, but it's at this stage where you are going to experience the pain of change the most. Now, all the benefits seem like they're not even there. You can't even see them. In fact, they're so far behind you in the distance, they seem totally unimportant to you now. Like all that that list, if you haven't made a list, then by now you're really going to be thinking about giving up. Even if you've got that list, you'll be looking at that list and you'll still be questioning that list because the easiest thing to do in the valley of despair is to quit. The easiest thing to do is to throw in the towel, walk away, never see it again. Like if you see it again, it'll be too soon. And this is what most people do. And perhaps you've even experienced this yourself in the past. Like, have you ever quit on something or walked away from it because it got too hard? I know I have. I walked away from my multi-million pound business back in 2013 after almost seven years of giving everything to it and more. And by the time I handed those keys over, I was burned out, I was broken, I was on a mission to make sure that no other business owner ever put themselves through what I did the hard way to build their business. But that's what people are so good at doing, isn't it? People are so good at starting and so terrible at finishing because they get into this valley of despair. And so now the cycle's either going to continue and you start again with something new up to the point of the valley of despair again, and then you break this cycle by going through it, or you don't. And you go back and you get into the same cycle you've been in of starting things and then leaving things, starting things and then leaving things when they get hard. And, you know, this is why most people give up and it is where most people give up at stage three. They start something new because it's easier to quit and return to the old way of doing things. And the problem with this is if you decide to give up here, you're eventually going to start something new again, whether it's six months or a year, two years, three years, five years, 10 years down the road. If you've got the entrepreneurial bug, or if you've got a desire to make a massive impact on other people, then it's inevitable that you are going to start something new. And in starting something new, you're just going to go through the exact same cycle of change. Now, you might see something and say to yourself, wow, that shiny thing over there looks so much better. 
I don't want to do this anymore. This thing that I'm doing has become too difficult. It's too challenging. Maybe the universe is telling me that I should give up. (laughs) Maybe it's, you know, the universe doesn't want me to have this because it's too hard. I've heard that excuse a lot. But whatever you start the next time, it's just going to take you through the exact same process. So, of course, the grass is going to look a hundred times greener on the other side, because when you're in the valley of despair, like deep in the valley of despair, and you're looking at something else with your shiny object syndrome hat on, it's like looking at a patch of grass that's so green and juicy in your mind that your uninformed optimism kicks in. And so you're looking at it, it's like the best thing since sliced bread. But now you're back at stage one again. Now, the problem is, if you quit at stage three, you're just going to have to start at stage one again with something else, which means eventually you're going to have to go from stage one to stage two and stage three all over again. It's just going to be with something else next time, something different. So let's face it, you're inevitably eventually going to end up in the valley of despair with anything new that you start. So if you decide that you want to give up because it seems too hard and something else seems easier, the reason why that thing seems easier is because you're coming at it with uninformed optimism. You're looking at a stage one shiny idea from stage three eyes of where you currently are. So of course it's going to look way more appealing to you. But if you start all over again, you'll eventually go through stage two and stage three of that new thing. Yes, it's so much easier to give up. Of course it is. It's always easier to give up. But if you give up, you're going to have to go back to stage one of whatever the new thing is and feel this pain and learn this lesson again and again until you do actually learn the lesson and move through it, push through it. Now, the lowest point of the emotional cycle of change is the valley of despair. And this is where you're going to give up. If you're going to give up at any point, this is where you're going to give up. Or if you've given up in the past, this is where you will have given up. And it's where you're most likely to give up now. And this is where you're going to feel the greatest pain of change. This is where all the benefits are so far in the distance. They're not even important to you anymore. It's just so easy to go back to doing what you were doing before. But it's at this stage when you think about quitting, you must remind yourself of why you started. This is why in stage one, it's really important to make that list of all the reasons why you want to do this. Because when you hit your lowest lows, you want to look back at this list and say, hell yeah, this is what I'm doing it for. Maybe you've quit programs that you've invested in because it got too hard or too overwhelming. Maybe you've quit relationships for the same reason. Well, now you're hopefully starting to recognize that actually it was just a cycle. And everything goes through that cycle, no matter what you start, no matter what you do, you will go through this cycle every single time. Now, the good thing about the valley of despair is that you're at your lowest of lows. You're at rock bottom of your emotional cycle of change. And you know what they say about being at the bottom? There's only one way to go from there. And that's up. Hey, if you love this show and you'd love to join us on one of our next live workshops that we hold on Zoom at the end of every month, come and join us at our next RippleFest event. RippleFest is where we bring in the world's best speakers, trainers and coaches to run live 90 minute personal growth, business growth and brand visibility workshops for our members. Now, you don't have to be a paying member to join us at RippleFest, though. For a small investment in yourself, you can simply pay to play and it happens at the end of every month. So to go and find 
find out more about this month's speakers and book your place, visit onedropmovement.com forward slash programs and scroll down to upcoming events. That's onedropmovement.com forward slash programs and scroll down to upcoming events. And I look forward to seeing you at the next Ripple Fest. So this is where we take our next step to stage four. This is informed optimism. Now, at this stage, the possibility of success increases. Things feel like they're finally going your way and you're going to start feeling way more optimistic at this stage. You're just coming out the other side. It's like you're coming out the other side of the tunnel. This is where you've already trodden the path of learning. You already know what you're meant to know. You know what you're not meant to do. You know what you need to do. You start finally feeling like you're in flow and that you're more proficient at what you're doing. You start feeling optimistic about it, start to feel like this is possible, like the feeling of success is something you are starting to like, actually. It's the the ground has stopped moving, it stopped shifting, and you can finally stand strong, and you feel like, yeah, (laughs) maybe this could work. Now, at this stage, stage four, you've already felt the pain of mistakes. You've probably screwed up a whole ton of things. And by this stage, you're now, uh, you know, at the point where you've experienced all of that, but you're starting to come through the other side. You're starting to feel a bit better about it. Things are starting to become easier. You're more in flow with the actions you're taking success is starting to show like you know those little shoots at spring uh, at the time of recording this I went for a walk this morning and we're just um, kind of mid-February at this point and the the little shoots of the daffodils are just starting to come through and they weren't there about three or four days ago and this morning I noticed they're about three or four inches already I thought wow you know spring's on its way it's where you're starting to see that there's a possibility. You can't see the change yet. I can't see those flowers yet, but I have a vision of what they're going to look like when they all come up and I'm excited to see them. And so I can now start feeling like instead of in winter when it's all icy and you can't see the bulbs under the ground and they're, you know, nothing's really growing, nothing's shifting. It's all barren. All the leaves have fallen off everything. And, you know, that's really what this time is like when you're coming out of stage three is like you're coming out of the winter and you're starting to go into spring. So it's not quite full blossom yet, but you get that sense that actually things are starting to grow. Things are starting to show. You're starting to see the benefits of your actions. Now the costs of everything you've put into it are starting to feel worth it. Things start to seem easier. It doesn't feel as tough as it was before. And you're starting to see little glimpses of the fruits of your labor. And this is where the universe starts to really throw little breadcrumbs of hope at you. Like, hello, you're on the right path. You're doing really well. Here's a little bit of success to show you what it feels like. Mm, Here's a couple of customers. Here's that two pound weight loss you've been working so hard for. Here's that social media post that got lots of attention. Keep going. It's like the universe is speaking into you. The beautiful thing is at this stage, you're actually starting to see, feel and experience all the fruits of your labor. And you're starting to think, well, holy fuckadoodles, maybe I can do this, right? And this is all happening at stage four. So there's light at the end of the tunnel at this stage. You're starting to get there. This is one of the most important and critical stages you can be in because in informed pessimism at stage four, you're starting to see all the places where you were all the places that you still need to go, all the improvements that you've made and all the improvements that you still need to make. 
So it's not pessimistic from the point of doom and gloom, but it's informed pessimism. You now know, you're like, you can see everything in front of you. You've trodden the hard yards. You, you can see what's ahead. You can see what's behind you. And you're looking through through very realistic eyes now. There's no rose tinted glasses. Like you're fully fully informed by this stage, right? So so it's not pessimistic from a, a, um, a down point of view, a down energy point of view. It's actually, you know, you, you you're making critical decisions now at this stage. You're informed about the decisions that you need to make, and you're starting to make decisions a lot faster because. You can because you already know things. You haven't got to go do all the research that you did before. So now things are starting to come together. They're starting to feel like they're more possible. And you realize, actually, this could be really successful. I could be successful at this. This thing that I'm creating could be successful. So just imagine if you'd have given up in the valley of despair at stage three, you would have never seen this crack of light. You'd never have seen this ray of hope. You would never have seen those shoots touching the sun for the first time, letting you know, hey, everything's going to be okay. Because when you feel like you're in the valley of despair, and if you are feeling like you're there right now, you know that if you keep going, then you're going to start to see the rewards of your efforts and the results of your investment very soon. So if that's the stage you're at and you're like, fuck, it's just too hard. Like I'm so close to giving up then just realize that you're on the cusp of of great change. Things are going to turn. Now, of course, we all want to go straight from stage one to stage five, don't we? (laughs) Like, why would anyone want to put themselves through stages two, three and four? But you have to. You can't just go from one to five. You have to go through stages two, three and four to get to five, which is where all your success and fulfillment is hanging out. Imagine if you are like a one-year-old child and you automatically go from being one years old to five years old, all of the progression and the growth and the learning and the falling over and getting back up again and, you know, touching something hot and recognizing that and not doing it again. Think of all the, th- all the growing that happened between when you were one years old and when you were five years old. Well, it's the same thing with these stages. You can't skip them. Otherwise, it becomes very difficult later in life for you to have some of the basic foundations in place. It's exactly the same for your business. And so to get to stage five, which is really a completion step, completion is the final step of the emotional cycle of change. This is where all the benefits of your new behaviors, your new habits, the changes that you've made, the costs that you've invested, the 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 cost of life that you've given to it, the exchange of life that you've given to this idea. This is where they are finally and fully expressed. This is where you understand that the cost of everything you've put into it the cost of change, all the doubts that you pushed through in stages two, three, and four, they've all been worth it. And it's at this point that you can look back at stages two and three and say to yourself, oh my God, I am so freaking glad that I pushed through. I'm so glad I did it. Now, it doesn't seem worth it until you cross the finish line and then you cross the finish line and you're so glad you pushed through, right? Maybe you've done that before. I know I've climbed mountains and, and just got halfway up the mountain and thought, what the fuck have I done? But uh, like you're too far in then. It's like if you're up a mountain you and you're halfway, you either go back and you've still got the same amount of journey to go back as you have forward. So 
you know, that can be the same thing in business, only you can't see, at least when you're on top of a mountain, you've got a physical view in front of you and you can see where the finish line is or where the bottom of that mountain is. But when you're in business or in the middle of an idea or shifting or changing something within your organization, then like you can't physically see that. You don't have necessarily a crystal ball in front of you. You can predict, you can certainly predict and you can guess, but you know, you've just got to push through. So stage five, this is where all the actions you once found really difficult are now a routine for you. It's not hard to do any of the things you need to do anymore because it's now just a part of your routine. Your new habits are literally built into you now. Finally, with all the success and fulfillment, you're going to get to the point where you're now looking back over what you've come through and you know it was worth it you're so glad you stuck with it. You're now no longer blind to the setbacks, the roadblocks, the missteps, anything you've had to come through that you had to force yourself to keep going. Well, now you are such a better, more improved version of yourself. You are a a more uh, lived experienced version of yourself. You're uh, a better communicator version of yourself. Now, you could be a brilliant communicator, but until you've gone through the hard stuff, you're not going to be able to really articulate or feel what it's like for somebody else to go through it. So, in most of these cases where you go through something really hard, you're meant to, so that you can be better, so that you can improve yourself. For those that are going to come, certainly if you're if you're a transformation coach or some kind of specialist that helps people to go from where they are to where they want to be, and you've already trodden that path and you've come through that journey, then they need to see that from you that actually you've been through these setbacks and roadblocks and missteps. So it's at this stage that you recognise that actually when you kept working on yourself, when you kept becoming better and improving yourself and improving your processes then you realize that those things won't hit you in the face again like they did at stage two and three because you've now put things in place that mean that that won't ever happen again for that particular project, for example, or that particular business idea. But that doesn't mean that those things aren't going to come up and smack you in the face again in future, but it just means that next time you'll probably be able to deal with them faster. You won't be emotionally attached to the outcome in the same way you were the first time you'll get through it, you'll make decisions quicker, you'll be more resilient, you'll be more robust, you might even just say, do you know what, quit, That like I went through this whole process last time and I didn't need to, here's the fast route. So you're going to have all that experience that that you didn't have before. And at stage five, this is brilliant because now you're really stepping in. This is like a CEO, proper CEO of your organization, CEO of your life where you already know all this stuff and and it's not going to affect you the same way again if it ever happens again. So the important thing to remember is that we all go from stage one to stage five every time we start something new. You can't go from stage one to stage five just instantly. You're going to go through all the stages from one, two, three, four, five every single time. You have to go through all of those stages. So the important question for you to ask yourself now, so that you're prepared when stages two and three hit you, as they inevitably will, is what do I need to do to get myself through this stage so that I can get to stages four and five as fast as possible? 
What do I need to do to get myself through this stage so that I can get to stages four and five as fast as possible? Now, you already know that you're not going to feel very good when you hit these stages. You know that you're going to be taking action every day and still feeling like you're not getting anywhere. You know that you're going to be in that valley of despair. So what can you do to get yourself through these times? Well, the best strategy that I've found for myself is to take a little bit of action toward the goal that I'm aiming to achieve, even if it's only a little bit of action every day. Take a little bit of action, one step, one drop, one ripple per day, regardless of how you feel. So instead of just taking time off completely, I get so out of momentum that I find it really hard to then get back into it. So it's better for me to just take one tiny little bit of action every day towards the goal than to do nothing at all. You might be totally different. Uh, I know that's what's true for me. Now, you know, at stages two and three, you're going to feel very unmotivated. You know that you're going to feel like you can't do it. You know, you're going to feel like maybe it's not going to work out, like you're going to give up. But regardless of how you feel, even taking small actions in the direction of your vision and where you're heading is better than no action at all. And that's really the most important thing you can do. And it's in these times that you say to yourself, I'm going to take action no matter what. And instead of trying to be motivated, because you will be trying for a very long time if you're trying to be motivated. The best thing to do is focus on being consistent, not motivated, just be consistent. Wake up early, have some kind of routine that supports your productivity or supports you getting that one little thing done. Focus on doing what needs to be done, regardless of how you feel. Just pick one thing. If you could do one thing each day that moves you towards it, moves you towards the vision, moves you towards the goal, what one thing are you going to choose that day? And if once you get into that one thing, you feel like doing more, brilliant. But if you don't, you got one thing done. That's something to be really proud of. Now, if you're building a business and you're in employment, you're working for someone else right now, This whole process is going to take longer and therefore you're going to feel even more frustrated when you get to stages two and three. This can really destroy the morale and the spirit of a lot of, of, of business owners who are working a job at the same time as starting their business. So if you're going through this process right now where you're starting your business, you're working on your business in the all the spare hours that you have, but then in the waking hours where you're most productive and you're most awake, you're giving that to somebody else. So of course, by the time you're working on your own stuff, you might feel exhausted. You might feel like, oh, like I just don't have time to do this. So doing that one little thing every day and focusing on that one little thing that needs to be done, regardless of how you feel, no matter how small it is, just get it done. Just get something small done because at least you'll feel progress and you won't be in that valley of despair for longer than you need to be. If you think about it, you know, Tony Robbins, Mel Robbins, Oprah Winfrey, you know, all the the most successful people on the planet, they don't wait until they feel good enough to take action. They take action every single day and that gets them into a state of feeling good. Tony Robbins talks about that all the time. Like if you want to change your state, change your position. If you want to like change your physical, your mental state, change your physical state, stand up, hold your arms up, 
lift your head up. <laughs> you know? uh, he talks about you can't be depressed if you're looking up. It's it's a lot more difficult to to feel depressed than if you're looking down and you hunch all of your body up. So your physical state, if you're trying to motivate yourself to be in a different physical state, then you're definitely not going to get into a different emotional state or a mental state. So if you can just move your body and and start moving something, <laughs> just move move yourself to music, like play your favorite music or do something, a power move or dance around, like, you know, do something that really raises your energy, something that you know you can do that you're good at, right? Or even if you're bad at it, just do it anyway, right? And just raise your energy so you can get that one thing done. And that way you'll start to get into the state of feeling good because like the most successful people on the planet, you'll be taking action every day and that will start to get you into the state of feeling good. So when you go into stages two and three, there's a chance that you're probably not going to feel super excited about it, right? You're, you're going to feel like, Ugh, I don't want to do what needs to be done. But as you start to get that little bit closer, that little bit closer, that little bit closer, another drop, another drop, another drop. Remember, the ocean is made of millions and trillions and trillions of millions of, of little drops. But each drop on its own is not going to create the ocean, but the ocean is in each drop. And that's how we need to approach what we're doing here. It's, you know, we're looking at the whole ocean. Rome wasn't built in a day, but it was built. So if you're in that valley of despair right now, just recognize that if you can just do the small things that need to be done, if you can start to get a little bit closer and a little bit closer and a little bit closer each and every day, you are finally soon, very soon, going to start to feel better about yourself and better about what you're doing. Now, if you do follow Tony Robbins, you'll hear that he says a lot that progress equals happiness. Like he says it all the time. Progress equals happiness. <laughs> I don't do that very well. <laughs> so if you're taking action to get better and you're taking action to improve and you'll, you're pushing yourself beyond what you've done before, then eventually you are going to feel like you're improving just even if it's a little bit every single day, but this will lead you to start becoming happier and more motivated. So don't expect to create motivation and then get things done. Start getting things done and that will create the motivation and the momentum. Now, when you're at this stage five, you're going to see light at the end of the tunnel. You're going to go from the bottom to right out the other side and come out on top. You'll come through and, it, and you, when you get to stage five, it is just pure elation. Now, there's no defined time scale for this process, by the way. It could take a year. It could take two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years. If you're working on a specific project, it could be hours or weeks. You might feel this. You know, if it's a business, uh, it might be 20 years. I don't know how long it's going to take because I don't know what it is that you're on a mission to be successful at right now. But I can promise you that if you stick with it and if it's something that makes your heart sing, then eventually you are going to get to stage five. You're going to feel the success and fulfillment that comes with it. You're only going to get there when you decide that you're not going to give up. I'm going to repeat that because it's important. The only way you're going to get to stage five in anything that you do is when you decide that no matter what, you are not going to give up. 
So that's the emotional cycle of change. You're going to go through it whenever you do something different or whenever you start to make changes in any area of your life. And if you can understand your emotions from this process, then it's going to make it so much easier for you to work through the stages that are going to require your resilience. You know, there are times when your resilience is going to be tested. There are times when your persistence is going to be tested. But this is when you need to step up really massively step up your resilience, step up your persistence and your consistency. And when you are consistent on a daily basis so that you create progress in some way, that's when you're going to get through. So resilience, persistence and consistency. That's what you're aiming for, no matter how small. Just to recap, here are the five emotional cycles of change that we've dived into today, which I hope you've enjoyed. So you've got stage one, uninformed optimism. Stage two, informed pessimism. Stage three, hopeful realism. Stage four, informed optimism. And stage five, completion. I hope you've loved today's episode and I'd love to know your thoughts about your experience in all five of these emotional cycles of change. Like what cycle are you in right now? I'd love you to send me an email and tell me where you are right now. It's sammy at onedropmovement.com. My email, just to repeat that, is sammy at onedropmovement.com. And you can find all my contact information and links to my social channels in the description with this episode. Or of course, you can go to www.onedropmovement.com and you'll find everything on there. Now, speaking of episodes, if you've loved this one, please share it with someone you know that wants to make a bigger impact. If you know another business owner, another entrepreneur, share this podcast with them. It could be the difference that makes the difference for them. So share it on your social media channels. Tag me in. I'm Sammy Blindell across all of my social media. And I'm on a mission to positively impact the lives of 22 million people over the next 12 months by supporting over 22,000 changemakers to reach 1,000 lives each. Now, I can't do that alone. I need your help. Please, please, please share this podcast, share the episodes. And if there's something you want me to create you an episode on, please reach out, drop it to my email, sammy at onedropmovement.com, and I'll make you an episode. So make it your mission to go and leave a positive and fearless footprint on the planet today and be that ripple you wish to see in the world. Have an amazing day, and I'll see you on the next episode. 